RPG fans, welcome to episode 17 of the Switch RPG Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Philip, and as always, I'm joined by the man from the Northeast, Gio. What's up, man? The man from the Northeast. You act like I'm like, I don't even know. I'm not that far away. The man, from, yes. the man from Brooklyn. I'm not, no, no, don't, no, no. <laughs> it's no all the same thing up there. Anyway, what? <laughs> if this is your first time listening, ladies and gentlemen, this is the show from SwitchRPG.com that brings you exciting news, upcoming game releases, and all the latest in the world of RPGs on the Nintendo Switch platform. This week, we're talking about more Nintendo partnerships with Xbox, Dream Switch collections, and why we play RPGs. Let's get the show started. We have no housekeeping this week, so we can jump right on into the news. The news, news, news. The news, 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 news. So first up from NintendoEverything.com, we've got that uh, Forever Entertainment reveals several upcoming projects. And I may be going in reverse order than you had it on the list. I'm sorry. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate it. Uh, But anyway, um, so... Forever Entertainment, like I said, uh, has unveiled their upcoming slate. This is six games that are in the pipeline, including Hollow 2, Rise Eterna, Plague in Us, Sparkle 4, Shimmering Lagoon, and The Mansion. Now, I am not familiar with this studio or any of these titles. This was all sort of news to me. Uh, Were you familiar with any of these before? I'm not, but they they kind of interested me, like... uh Rise Eterna looks looks really interesting. I don't. It's a tactical RPG, but it's kind of a blend between. Um, I w- I don't want to say Banner Saga because I know your head will explode. Um, <laughs> it's tactical. Maybe it's tactical. Yeah, it's a tactical, and it and it almost has that eight uh, bit two D HD thing that they're trying to do. It's a little a little different. Um, but out of out of all of them, I mean, for as far as RPGs are concerned, that one looked. The most interesting. Now there was a, a simulator RPG in there, and I think there was uh, was it Plague in Us? Yeah, uh, Plague in Us looked really interesting to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was kind of kind of dark. It had that darkest dungeon kind of kind of feel there. Um, and actually, Hollow. I don't know if you played Hollow, the mm-hmm. first Hollow. It's it was it was okay. It and I I can't wait to really see what they have in, in the second one. Um, but it's kind of you know, it's it's a more of survival horror type okay. of type of type of deal, um, but yeah, it's just a they did it all in one shot. You know, just yeah. here is everything we got. That's kind of like um, it's kind of like a Marvel. You know, they, it's like here's our stage four or whatever. Right. You know, well, actually, DC did that o- over at San Diego Comic Con. They just they're really trying to sell their streaming service, so they just just here's everything, Blah. and that's what it felt like. And everybody else DC. was like, "All right, next panel." <laughs> Basically, <laughs> so um, now are, I, I guess I'm assuming all of these games are coming to the Switch. Um, yes, I know it says that Hollow Two is coming first. I guess they've got some sort of exclusive, timed exclusivity deal. 
Um, but yeah, no, this is cool. And it seems like, uh, and we kind of touched on this, but each game is slightly different. You know, this isn't yeah. like six games that, oh, this looks like a variation on, on, on another completely different art styles, completely different tones and aesthetics. Mm-hmm. So I think that's pretty cool. Right. Pretty cool. Yeah, definitely cool. Some, uh, some mm-hmm. variety in your RPGs coming to the switch, which is always a good thing. All right, uh, next up, we've got NintendoLife.com writing that Digimon Survive officially confirmed for a 2019 Western release on Switch. Uh, Bandai Namco has confirmed that Digimon Survive will be coming to Switch. It is an upcoming adventure-slash-tactical RPG mm-hmm. releasing next year to celebrate the the 20th year anniversary of the Digimon anime, something I have never watched personally. I, I myself have never watched it. I never, I've never played the other games as well. This one looks dark. It had like a, almost like a darker, more serious tone, not necessarily dark, but more of a serious tone. I don't know. I'm not sure if you watched the trailer. It just felt like it had like a story, which mm-hmm. I really wouldn't expect in some sort of Digimon or, you know, Pokemon or world. And it's some sort of survival. Is it like a tactical survival game or something? Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Cool. Um, But it, but it looks cool. If if you, if you, if you can find the trailer out there, it's the, the art style, the cutscene style uh, slash art style looks really kind of cool. Awesome. Cool. I ever, the sort of the internet has been buzzing about it today. Um, and today is Monday, the 30th. Um, and yeah, I'm, I, like I said before, I'm excited when people are excited. So yeah, I, I, yeah, it's, it's been a while for Digimon. So, okay, cool. And, uh, to kind of go along with this, uh, the, uh, sort of semi-popular, um, Twitter user stealth, um, he, he tweeted sort of about this earlier, uh, I thought this was a very interesting tweet. He was saying that the 2019 JRP, JRPG outlook for the Switch is so far Digimon Survive, Fire Emblem Three Houses, Gen 8 Pokemon, Dragon Quest Eleven, and Shin Megami Tensei Five. That's a pretty strong RPG lineup right there for next year. It, it definitely is. I feel, though, some of them may not be coming 2019. Oh, you think they're going to be pushed? I think Dragon. I think Dragon Quest is going to get pushed. Oh wow! Again. Yeah, way to be I, a I, bummer, man. I'm sorry. I and and to be honest, uh, maybe Shimigami Tensei as well. That's the one that concerns me because we haven't heard anything about it. At least with Dragon Quest Eleven, mm-hmm. there like it's coming to other stuff soon. We kind of know about it, but right. I mean. What do we even really know about Shin Megami Tensei Five except that we, it's going to be on the Switch? We know nothing other than that it was a brief kind of teaser trailer, and that's that's all we had. You yeah, know, that's the one I, that I concerns mean, me. Yeah, definitely. And he he was he she I'm, I don't know Stealth was really kind of excited for that. I feel like I I want more. I, I don't know what it is. I think 2019 is is a little too soon to want more. But I kind of, I kind of want more, and it doesn't have to be, for for me anyways, to satisfy me. It doesn't need to be some big blockbuster like Octopath or anything like that. I would be fine with an indie title that can provide a good story, that 
that I can play, you know, 20, 30 hours in. It doesn't need to be some big, robust AAA title for me. And well, I, I mean, I'm perfectly happy. Well, and I think, I think that's the thing too, is that usually though, the, the ones that are forecasting out are mm-hmm. sort of the bigger titles. So I think we're going, we will probably get there. I mean, I think we're going to have a strong second half of 2018 and it, it feels weird already talking 2019, but I think you're going to get into those situations where you have those like battle chasers. I mean, you were huge on battle chasers right? and that wasn't necessarily a game that had a long, you know, uh, yeah. Uh, media blitz leading up to it because right you know it's not triple you know triple a so yeah and then and, and again that's that's all i need i don't need i don't need those bigger games i mean they're awesome but do you think that pokemon uh gen 8 pokemon is going to fulfill that big blockbuster rpg for 2019 no you don't think so I, no i mean just no, be, just like from the like what like the it, philosophy of pokemon it just doesn't fit i think no i think it's just gonna be it's gonna satisfy the pokemon fans um it's not gonna satisfy the jrpg fans in my in my opinion because it really and again in my opinion pokemon doesn't necessarily have the greatest story it's it's the same and maybe they're gonna do something different you know they could possibly do something different but pokemon is not known for the the greatest story telling you know um and it's and it's a generally generally the same it's been the same play style and i kind of i say this all the time it's it's been the same same thing throughout its 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 lifetime for, for in again in my opinion and is that enough to satisfy you know these these jrpg fans i don't know because i think jrpg fans they like that story telling you know and you're, you're really not going to get that from pokemon cuz cuz in my head cuz i'm trying to figure out because it seems like uh, the past two years, I mean, since the Switch has been around, that we have sort of had a big sort of JRPG success. I mean, the first year, it was late in the year, but I mean, a lot of people loved Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Yeah. Uh, this year, obviously, the story has been Octopath Traveler. So do we have sort of a title in the works that could be sort of that big that big blockbuster for for next year as well. Yeah. Maybe Fire Emblem. Um I know Yeah, but that's that's got a niche mm-hmm. audience though. And and, so, and I feel like it's the same way with Pokemon too. I mean Pokemon the audience is massive, but I think it's just really going to satisfy Pokemon fans. That's just my opinion. Pokemon Pokemon might be uh it might be next year's Fortnite or something, man. It could be. It could it be. It could be. It could be someone's Fortnite. Which would be great for the Switch. Yeah. Uh, Fortnite's sure. been great for the Switch. <laughs> uh, all right. So next up, we got another partnership. <laughs> and this one's a very interesting one. But another partnership between Switch and Xbox One that keep on coming. Survive together, you know? Hashtag yeah. survive together. Uh, NintendoEverything.com is, uh, is reporting that... The Switch and Xbox One versions of RPG Maker MV will be compatible. Um, the RPG Maker MV was announced for Switch earlier, and it will be launching in November. And upon release, it will, uh, it will be releasing on other platforms like Xbox One. And these <clears throat> two platforms will be compatible with each other. So if you create something on the Switch, you will be able to access it on the Xbox. 
Uh, not necessarily something I'm going to be taking advantage of, but right. I'm a, I'm guessing this will be good for collaborative ventures. I, I I don't know if I don't know if that means that you could share your in progress creation with a friend who may be helping you create something, or you want to like play test it, and you'll just be able to share it with them, and they will be able to access it on Xbox. I don't know if it has to be tied to your xbox live account or whatever it's called xbox or will there be some sort of giant library of all these created games you know if i put my game into this massive library and now xbox users and nintendo users can kind of similar to what rp um mario uh mario maker did you know you can kind of play everyone's kind of games and, and levels is it is it on that uh-huh, is uh-huh. it that set up that way i'm i'm not entirely sure but just we just know that there's there's some integration here so it's a possibility and i is- think the bigger i think the bigger thing is and it seems like every time we do have a story coming out about uh switching xbox for me it's not necessarily how much i'm going to use whatever it, whatever it is the story is i think it's just the further you know, entanglement of these two companies. And I think it's neat uh, because I mean, we've had, we've had situations where platforms and companies are obviously behind in the quote unquote console war console race or whatever, but we've never seen this. I would say this level of collaboration between two rivaling companies. I think it's, unprecedented i think it's always interesting so it's a step in a very different and unknown you know different direction unknown territory kind of and and it's got one focus in mind it's the the people playing the games obviously there's money behind that but (laughs) you you know but they got our interest in mind so that's really really what it's all about yeah supposedly they want us to play together (laughs) that's what they're trying to tell us All right, and last up from NintendoLife.com, we've got confirmation that co-op action RPG Warlocks 2, God Slayers, uh, God Slayers, yeah, 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 okay, the the article title mixed me up, Uh, but it's coming to Switch this October, Uh, so for this, this one, you, you'd mentioned before the episode that this was going to get drowned out in October, and I totally, I totally agree, but... In terms of co-op experiences on the Switch, I think it's always great to get new ones. To mm-hmm. have a co-op RPG, I think is really cool. Right. Because off the top of my head, I can't really think of too many co-op ones. So I really like this. I was playing, um, it's not an RPG, but I was playing Hyrule Warriors with a buddy the other day. And it's just really fun to sit down, you know, with a friend and hack and slash through stuff. Mm-hmm. So if that's kind of what this is with sort of some heavier RPG elements, I'm going to be all for it. The descriptions of this game sound hilarious and just wacky. Um, right. So like I said, the Nintendo Life article here, uh, just give you a little taste. It says the game was described as a 2D cooperative action RPG which combines a retro aesthetic with fresh hack and slash mechanics where players can choose from five bonkers playable warlocks, including a crazed goat riding a dwarf (laughs) centaur, 
or a tax savvy e-witch who casts spells from her smartphone and they join forces <laughs> with up to three friends via local or online co-op so the the extra the addition of the online is really cool and taking on the vile gods hellbent on reigning chaos throughout the multiverse uh, and it features over 120 equipable equipable items and more than 45 different abilities such as shooting selfies, turning enemies into frogs, and summoning hordes of skeletons, ghosts, and demons, and a hundred upgrades to unlock. So it sounds like just a off the wall good time, which yeah. adds to the fun of co-op when you're just sitting there and you're laughing as much about the experience as you are actually enjoying it. Yeah. So now they just got to deliver. Yeah, I, I hope so. It sounds really really cool. Um, I, I didn't get to, you, again, you kind of mentioned this to me, uh, before, and I kind of remember watching the trailer, I, but I just don't remember off the top of my head, but just, it just sounds interesting. And, you know, I hope they deliver on those the comedic kind of portion of it. I'd like yeah. to watch a trailer now, but I can't. <laughs> yeah. You gotta go find your iPad. I got my phone. <laughs> and that's going to wrap up the news. Uh, so now let's move on to talking about what we've been playing this week. Geo, have you had any more game time this week than you did last week since you were gone on vacation? Yes, I was gone on my vacation. And then, you know, I get home and all of a sudden it's my son's birthday party that I got to plan for and everything. So, you know, it's still kind of busy, but I did get to play. Um, I didn't get to play any Octopath. Yeah. So I, yeah, I didn't get to do any of that, but I did get to play Hand of Fate too. Um, and I'm kind of doing a Let's Play series for for the website here, and uh, you can you can find it on YouTube. And it's really kind of interesting. Th- this game, you know, it, it's got it's got your action element, it's got your your um, kind of tabletop element, and it has your sign, kind of um, just what's what's the word? I'm looking for, where you're just reading it, and you just kind of mm-hmm. go through these these things i forget what kind of rpg you want to call it almost like pen and paper basically but it's it's really cool it's really interesting and i'm really having a lot of fun with it that's awesome uh the episode that you got up right now is great do you know when the next episode goes live it will be we're recording this on monday probably won't come out until wednesday ish Okay. Maybe it, so. I'm um, Tuesday. I'm gonna try for Tuesdays and Thursdays. Okay. Basically, yeah. I'll try okay. doing uh, bi-weekly releases. Oh, cool. Um, but if but if there are any suggestions suggestions out there on what other games people would like to see, um, I'd be more than happy to give it a shot. Yeah, yeah. Because we've been talking about me jumping in at some point with yeah. with a game for a let's play. So that's gonna be really fun. Yeah, and uh, remember you can check that out at youtube.switchrpg.com. So yes. Yeah, it's great stuff. Great stuff. Uh, So for me this week, I have been doing, I was supposed to jump into Banner Saga, but some stuff came up, so I wasn't able to jump into Banner Saga 3, but that is slated for this week, and then my review will be coming after that. Um, I got into Octopath a little bit, but like I said, stuff came up, so not much gaming, not much gaming this week. Now, I did play... A little bit of a game that I will be talking about on everybody's favorite podcast, Oldest is Goldest. (laughs) 
Another week, though. Another week. But, oh, not, um, not this week? Not You're this not week. I will, I will okay. go ahead and say that I've been playing Tales of Fantasia, the first, very first Tales of game, uh, and I've been having a lot, a lot of fun with it. Um, nice. Real quick, uh, speaking of Oldest is Goldest, had uh, one of the users on the Discord um, send a correction. It was a very good correction. Uh, Denios on the, uh, on the Discord reminded me that... Dragon Quest 1 did not release the uh, Dragon Quest 1 and 2 did not release on the GBA it was on the Game Boy Color so if you go out looking for that um, you're not going to find it on GBA so good stuff good stuff good stuff good stuff so um, yeah not very light playing this week but hopefully this weekend it's going to be I think I've got a car ride coming up sometime this weekend so so you're going to drive and play the Switch Nice. A car ride, not a car drive. Car. Although that'd be great. Yes. (laughs) If Elon Musk can ever get us self-driving cars, just think about how much switch time we're going to (laughs) have. They should bundle it. They should have a switch bundle. Oh, my Uh, um, God. Yeah. Self-driving Tesla with a switch. That's great. Let's make it happen. (laughs) All right. uh, Let's let's look at uh, let's look at the sales and releases that we got uh, upcoming. I just want to remind you guys that the sales and releases each week are brought to you by Switch List, the iPhone and Android app designed to help you keep your gaming life organized. I know for me, <clears throat> the Switch uh, the Switch eShop kind of seems like a mess at times, and uh, whenever I want to find stuff very quickly or I just want information on a certain game, the eShop isn't really the easiest, most intuitive place to go. So that's where Switch List can come in. Yeah, kind of, kind of bumpy. So the switch list can come in and makes it a breeze to find exactly what you want in a few finger swipes. You can search, sort, and scroll through only what you want to see. Switch lists. Organize the clutter in your eShop life. This week in sales, we've got Fear Effect set up for $11.99. That's 40% off. Um, I, that game was super mixed reviews, but yeah, I always I, thought it I, I looked would, interesting and I was really upset whenever it got really poor reviews. I played the first one for PlayStation, um, and the, actually the first two, uh, for PlayStation and this one just looks very different. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, it's had, it has those mixed reviews. I would say more poor than, than mixed, but yeah, yeah. True, true, true. Uh, nine parchments. Is sixty percent off at uh, seven ninety nine. Uh, speaking of co op switch RPGs, that's nine parchments is one of those. Uh, one more dungeon for five ninety nine. Plague Road, whatever this game is, is one dollar right now. <laughs> <laughs> Quest of Dungeons for five thirty nine. The Escapists two for eleven ninety nine. Unexplored for thirteen fifty. And Wizard of Legend for fourteen thirty nine. And all of these prices are USD. I apologize for those who are outside the U.S. listening to this. Um, that's just what I have in front of me always since that's, I'm logged in on my account. So, um, As far as releases go, uh, we've got Titan Quest and Code of Princess X releasing on the 31st. So when you're listening to this, that will have been yesterday. And I think those are both co-op RPGs. Are they really? Yeah, Titan Titan Quest, I believe is, and I think Code of 
What is it? Code okay. of Princess EX? Yeah, Code, yeah. Of, Code of Princess. Okay. And we do have a review of Code of Princess X on the site live as mm-hmm. of Monday. Um, a really passionate gamer slash Evan is the one who reviewed it for us. So uh, he did a great job and really insightful review. So if you're interested in that game, it was also out on 3DS. If you've known about it and you're interested in it, go check out the review before you make that purchase. Alrighty. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time to hear from you. Remember, we are all about community here at the Switch RPG Podcast. So if you want to be part of the show, remember, you can always be part by emailing your questions to podcast at switchrpg.com or you can dive into our Discord server at discord.switchrpg.com and post in our podcast channel. Side note, we've got something in the pipes for questions that is going to blow your minds. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. Straight from the from the mind of video game journalists, professional video game journalists, Gio Pimento, straight into the screens of your technology. Geo, it was, it was our idea. Don't don't. I I don't want to take full. Although I'd love to take full credit for it, but it was it was. I'm giving you, I'm giving it to you. I I'm giving I you full it. credit. I don't want it. Geo, <laughs> right. let's check the notice board for listener questions. Sure, sure, sure. Do you have this pulled up on your phone? I do. You I don't do. have like and a I'm flip not- phone, do you? All right, I'm not gonna take use my phone then. Fine. <laughs> it works just fine. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I'll, uh, I'll read this one. I'm going to go out of order. Okay. 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 All right. Uh, so this one's from Captain Vulgar, um, on our discord. What would y'all's dream collection on the, on the switch be? Can be one mega collection or a segmented, um, can also be a franchise. Yeah. So any franchise, yeah. any, franchise. any franchise that, that, that's kind of, yeah, it's kind of dangerous. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll let you handle this one. Okay. First. So. If you've listened to the podcast at all, this won't be a surprise to you. But I let's not do let's not do Dragon Age. Let's not do Secret of Mana. Let's just avoid those all together. Okay, first of all, first of all, I would never say Dragon Age because that is a horrible experience on console. So I would not. (laughs) I would not put that on anybody. All right, all right. What would be a great experience on console because it's already on consoles but on switch on the go would be kingdom hearts collection Uh, people would literally lose their minds over this uh they do have the the skew i mean the the collection coming out with all the games that they've remastered up to this point it's coming out to ps4 up uh, you know before kingdom hearts 3 so i mean putting this out would be huge if we're looking at next year and you're saying okay well you know rpg landscape is kind of whatever you know um kingdom hearts isn't necessarily the strongest rpg but it Mm -hmm. does have levels it does have character progression it does have equipment progression um it does have xp and grinding and magic and skills and setting up your party members. So there are some RPG elements there and it's really, really fun action game. So if you're looking at the RPG landscape and you're saying next year, I think 
releasing a, a Kingdom Hearts collection sometime, like maybe in the summer of next year, would be really, really cool. Like an E3 mm-hmm. drop or something, or at least like an E3 announcement. And then say like Kingdom Hearts 3 is coming next Christmas or something to the Switch. That would be so huge and so cool. And um, I, I think that that would just do bonkers. So that's yeah, going to be my King- first thing is Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts is like, it's everywhere. Like, it just makes sense. Why not us? Well, right? and and it has a history on specifically Nintendo handhelds. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, there's been several games come out on Nintendo handhelds throughout the history. The second game ever created in the series was on a Nintendo handheld. I, after my GBA slash GBC <laughs> debacle last week, I'm not going to try to guess what, uh, what Chain of Memories was. Somebody let me know what was Chain of Memories on. Uh, but then you had um, you had a couple of others. You had Dream Drop Distance, which was one of the most re- uh, recent games, was on Nintendo handheld, one of the DSs, I believe. So 3DS makes a lot of sense. <laughs> so was, the history is there. It's a really good game. The aesthetic would be great. It could be they, the characters could be in Smash. It would be the perfect marriage. You're calling it characters in Smash. You heard it here first. I heard, it, I heard it here first. <laughs> That's gonna um, be my first, my first choice. What is what was what, what's yours? Your first choice. You have you have. Oh, multiple we got choices? multiple. He said indie franchise. I'm not oh, just going with you're, that. Are you're you in me? it to win it. Wow. All right. For 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 me, I would love to see Mass Effect on the Switch. Oh, great. Um, and not Andromeda. We can just forget that one. That doesn't ever. that doesn't count. Just let's forget that one ever existed. Okay. Yeah, give me give me a Mass Effect game. Now, I I've played a lot of Mass Effect and having this again just it's just perfect. Having a game like that on the go is just it's like a it's a marriage made in heaven. Just let me play Command the Shepherd, just be out there and 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 it would be perfect. Um you well so that is a that is a game series that works on console. That that's that's by you know that's Bioware working really well on console. Whereas Dragon Age just really doesn't, in my opinion. Uh, what little I have played of Mass Effect and seen of Mass Effect, I think that is really smart. That is really smart. Would you yeah. want some sort of remaster, or you want just straight up? Just give me like Mass Effect I, One's hor- you know horrible <laughs> shooting and combat. No, no. If if you could somehow remaster it, I mean, improvements are always appreciated, and and I think there there is room for improvement in all of them. It would it would it would be much appreciated. So a remaster or reworking, you know, not some sort of direct port that that couldn't we couldn't handle that. But yeah, just just give it to me on the go. Um, okay, so for my second choice, I am going over to the other big game studio uh, with Bethesda. I would love to see Fallout Three, New Vegas, and Four. Yeah, as you know, whether it's three separate, whatever, or if you give me one big collection with those in there, maybe touch the shooting of Three a little bit, you know. Um, okay, but kind of modernize a little bit because i mean you can't even do like iron sights in three you know you can't like look down the barrel so i mean just like maybe give us a few of those modern conveniences but like uh yeah three because i've never experienced three or novias i've i've played 
probably five hours of three, which means for a Bethesda game, I've not played it at no, all. Literally nothing. And yeah. I have installed New Vegas, but I've not played it. Uh, but I know a lot of people love New Vegas, maybe even more than three. Yep. So, and I really enjoyed four, would love to play it, you know? Yeah, I don't know that we'd ever be able to, like, I don't think the Switch would be able to handle four. I don't know. I think it definitely could handle New Vegas and three. And I would love to see. I, my favorite would, is three out of the, the entire series. And I don't mind so much the, 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 you know, the combat because literally the entire time you're in vats, you know, you're, you're, you're stop, you're stopping and you're, mm. you're attacking that way. So again, being able to aim down sights is, it would be a good modern convenience. Like, like you said, um, but for the most part, you're you're in vats. You're handling combat that way. But I put a lot of time and uh, into that game, a lot of time. Um, I'm I have a a whole shelf, a tire shelf of Fallout, and and I'm ashamed I didn't mention that. I'm sorry. Bethesda. Hey, that's what I'm here for. Do you <laughs> do you have another one? Do I have another one? Dark Souls? Why not? Okay. okay. You know, you're giving me number one. Give me the rest. Let's finish it up. Let's do it. Finish strong. Uh, what about Metal Gear Solid? Ooh, yeah, yeah. I would, I would, yeah, I would take. You know, let's abandon the NES version. Okay, let's just forget yeah, that yeah. one ever existed. Let's go Metal Gear Solid. Let's go Twin Snakes. You know, Solid Snake, Snake Eater, all those. Uh, yeah, even if you could do five. Yeah. That would oh, be awesome. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that would be really good. Um, yeah, Metal Gear. Sure, I'd love that. I would buy that. Would Konami do that? No, <laughs> Konami would never do that because Konami is a dum dum. They yeah, are stupid. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then finally, I mean, some some more obvious ones. I would love some sort of Final Fantasy collection. Obviously, uh, we, I mean, we talked about this. I think it was last week. Because we talked about when Square going to port stuff. I mean, I think you could see a 10, 12 type deal. I would love to see like four, five, six. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, anything Final Fantasy. Bring Chrono Trigger over. Um, you know, bring bring Mana so Geo can cry happy see, tears. Do, oh, I would. They would be. They would fill up an ocean. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then and then uh, look the the tells the tales coming later this year i think that's fantastic bring that over uh for all of my brothers and sisters out there that love the legend of heroes series that is that is probably like outside of tales that is the series that i want to experience the most trails in the sky trails of cold steel bring those over if trails of trails in the sky if that like the moment that gets announced i'm pre-ordering it the moment I can play it, I'm playing all the way through it because I've played probably eight hours on on the PC. I'm just not going to sit in front of the PC that long. Sorry. Yeah. That's just the way it is. And I just think that game would be fantastic. On yeah, you could, you could say that a lot for, for those series. Like you said, the Tales of series, the Mana series, the Final Fantasy series. The Pokemon series, the old Pokemans, um, yeah, Pokemans. Um, with with a core RPG, Pokemon core RPG is is what we're calling it. With that coming out, there's absolutely no way that they would be able to 
be doing that. They'd be shooting themselves in the foot. Mm-hmm. But you know that would that would be a lot of people would like that. And who knows with this with this online service what that really going to bring. You know, it was still not even clear on that. But I have a feeling. I have a feeling, Phil, that we're going to be hearing something soon about our online. Oh, like feeling. maybe like next week soon? Um, next week, maybe maybe two, but maybe next week. I'm I feeling. There are those rumblings. There are those yeah. rumblings of everyone's favorite word. Yeah, yeah. The direct. I'm here. Yeah. Yep. So we'll have to wait and see. And that would be the opportunity for Nintendo to really kind of clarify things for its online service. I, I don't feel like they're doing a good enough job to lay it all out there. Yeah, because isn't really the only thing we've gotten about it was like snuck in at like nine o'clock at night because it was right before <laughs> we we recorded it on a Monday or something. Yep. And that's like the basically it you know it's just detailing what you're going to get and um so i think seeing that in some video form seeing some some confirmations some explanations some right yeah you know you want people to pony up you know 20 bucks is it 20 bucks i think it's 20 a year ish 20 a year yeah so i mean you're not you're not breaking the bank but you're still trying to get money out of people's pockets and they need a little bit a little bit more yeah yeah. So. Yeah, because I think it was like seven ninety nine for three months. So that yeah. would be yeah, right twenty something, and then you might get that couple dollar break for the whole year. Cool. Mm-hmm. Second question from Captain Vulgar uh, is he wants to know what y'all want to see from an N sixty four classic. He says it's the greatest of all consoles, greater even than the Super. Nintendo Entertainment System. Now, maybe that's why his tweet was blocked for me. His it could have been why blasphemies like and that. And I also don't think any of that was in there. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I think you're a liar. Um, all right, so N64 Classic. Let's just not have it happen. They're really <laughs> now. Let's be honest, okay, everyone, everyone out there. Let's be honest. The N64. There's probably maybe five to ten games on there that are good. Okay. And those are going to be the ones that will be bundled in. Big deal. That's I'm the not thing. paying that. Maybe that's what the N- the N64 Classic is to rewrite history and just say these are the only games that were ever released for it. <laughs> it has like the smallest library because it was the poorest library. It was not the controller is terrible. <laughs> like I would I would never want to play that ever. Like no, throw it away. Don't 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 do it. I'm just glad that we. I'm just glad that it didn't take us long to figure out that a joystick in the middle of the controller was not a good idea. Um, Like you totally need a third hand to play that controller. (laughs) I have seen. I have seen some amazing slash very weird ways to hold that controller just to hit all the buttons. You know, it's nonsense. It's absolute nonsense. The N64 to me is the bane of my existence. Wow. He it's took it personal. Worst. Oh, it's like it's like you got it's like a, you got Virtual Boy, and then you have the N sixty four. It's like those are the worst consoles for Nintendo. It's terrible, 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 terrible. I'm not a fan. I mean, 
I have some favorites in there. Like you got your Zelda games. You have um, I don't know. Some people like the Pokemon games in there, but there's some Pokemon. People like, I didn't even know there was Pokemon for. Yeah, N64. it's like Pokemon Stadium and oh, okay. so Pokemon Snap. So they're not even real Pokemon games. You guys got gypped. Huh? <laughs> um, it was the N64's fault too. <laughs> and you know, there's some you know people like some Harvest Moon on. I'm again. I'm just kind of trying to find some RPGs on there. Harvest Moon, people, you know, kind of like, I guess. It's just, it's not for me. It's just not for me. Uh, so, other things, I think you, I mean, like you said, you would ha- obviously have both of the Zeldas on there. Um, yep. You would have uh, GoldenEye, right? I mean, like, I know I played GoldenEye on that. Like, Right. And here's the know, thing. Here's the thing with GoldenEye, right? It's, it's awful. It's not that it's just awful. It's it the most repetitive thing. It's like <laughs> it's like Halo was was good, you know, with the See, GoldenEye was only good co-op, obviously. Yeah, yeah. You know, you had people screen cheating, all that. It was it was fun. Now, you could bring in a mechanic where you, where it's online, which would kind of be cool, but those maps are so tiny and <laughs> I don't know. It's just oh my god, they're so boring. It's such a boring GoldenEye. I think it's more nostalgic. Those games, that game is incredibly boring. Do you think it is, was it an element of 3D? You know, like it was such a novelty. And it was yeah, such it a. It was in its infancy. Yeah. It was, yeah. You, and that's definitely what it was. You know, we went from, you know, Super Nintendo, which is, you know, it's 2D environment. And then we went to that. That was like. So, I mean, like, people's, you know, nostalgia. That's what they're hitting, I guess, they're hitting on, but, I mean. Hey, I I love me some uh, Super Mario 64, though. No. You I don't, don't like Super Mario 64? I don't. know. What? I don't. I really don't. What? What? I don't. I don't like it. And, um... Going back to Goldeneye, this like the environment is so like it's just stale. Yeah, like, the music is, it, it's just it, it really a, is so boring. The but, what, you know, what was funny was going back and playing it after having played like Halo and and Call of Duty. Go, I mean those didn't you have to like look around with the C buttons or something? It was crazy. Right. Yeah, the the the. Halo kind of modern. I think it was Halo kind of modernized the way you mm-hmm. you look in a 3D space. And I remember reading a review or some reviews where they were kind of mocked at the way you kind of look around in that 3D space. And now it's just kind of the the standard. Yeah. Um. But the way Goldeneye did it, it was so <laughs> so bad. And there the. If they were to come out with this, they're really just hitting on nostalgia because the games are not that good. You would obviously have Super Smash Brothers uh, for the uh, 64. Sure. Um, it's so slow. It is so <laughs> slow. You need like a turbo mode. And that is so slow. <laughs> I'm telling you, go back and play these games. I, I have, and they're they're not what you remember. They're bad. What I would love is if they came out with the N64 controller 2, and yep. it's literally, it looks like the N64 controller, but it has two middle sticks, so it has two okay. joysticks. That'd be... So it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. That'd be <laughs> hilarious. 
Mario Kart 64 might be the only good game. On okay, there. I was about to say if you had bad things to say about that. No, it's it's the Zelda games and Mario Kart 64. So that's so it. Geo has three games coming out for the N64 <laughs> Classic, and that's it. The other ones, meh. The other ones don't exist. No. All right, uh, and I I can't be the only one who thinks that, right? I, I mean, very, I know probably I'm very get- interested. I I. You know what? I'm going to I'm going to ask that question on Facebook, and you guys okay. you guys weigh in on it too, like on Twitter and stuff, and on Discord. Uh, what are your feelings on the N64? I mean, is it one of my favorite consoles? No, but mm-hmm. it doesn't. It, I, it's not the bane of my existence, quote yeah, this- unquote. So. <laughs> I, I'm I'm well, I'm curious I, to hear from everybody else how they feel about I it. I think Virtual Boy is really the bane of everyone's existence, but for me personally, it's the N64. It really is. <laughs> it just really got him. It just really oh, got so him. They bad. got him good. It, and I, and I think what I hate even more about it are the people who like it too much. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know. Like it's really not the greatest console, and just people are like in love with it, and I don't get it. I don't understand it. It's just, just a, it's just a me thing. That's okay. To each their own. Gio, to right. Their exactly. Own. Final question this week comes from CR Magic. Uh, what game do you have a polar opposite view on from the consensus view? For example, you hate it, but the consensus loves it, or vice versa. Well, aside from the N64, what would you say? <laughs> oh man, I'm. And every N64 to... game on, you know, on the console, <laughs> like Mario no, because... 64. No, uh, no, no, no. You're gonna have to give me. A uh, okay, so for me, uh, this actually happened <laughs> extremely recently. Uh, I really enjoyed Shining Resonance Refrain, uh, and most everybody w- really disliked it. Uh, pretty mm. actively disliked it. Um, I've I've seen a few instances on Twitter where people. When they like it, they really, 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 really like it. But when they don't like it, they really don't like anything about it. Um, it's very, it's a very polarizing game. Uh, it's not the best game. I gave it, a, I gave it a really good score. Um, it's not like my feelings have changed on it, but it is one of those deals where I can totally see the criticisms and I can totally see where people are coming from who don't like it. I don't think it's necessarily for everyone. Uh, but that is one that I I really 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 liked, and then I was a little surprised to see how many people absolutely disliked it. So that's one. Uh, it's a very recent example for right. me. Now th- that game didn't demo very well, mm. and that's kind of what I was basing my opinion on of the game because I I don't have the game, and. Is that what your consent, like what you found out, like people, or was it people actually played the game? Uh, or was so, it just I mean, people, demo? people who played or the reviews. game. Yeah, pe- yeah. I mean, reviews okay. were, were very low on it, uh, and then a lot of people who played the game uh, just did not like it. Uh, Interesting. And like I said, there were some some examples of people really, really, really enjoying it. I was just one of those people. I it were just super minority, I believe. So okay. Um. I might have to bail on this question because I only play good games. <laughs> he only plays good games because he doesn't <laughs> play in 64 games. All right. Thank you. You made my point. 
I'd say that, I mean, there's not a game that you like that people generally don't. <sighs> Here I am just looking at my, my stuff. Think of that. Just... That's, that's the thing for me. Uh, I'm trying to think of kind of, I mean, I just thought of an example of games that are probably objectively poor, but I really enjoyed them. Um, but I mean, okay, here's one. Here's one. I don't hate Final Fantasy 13. Um, I feel like, and I feel like now, I feel like now if you talk about 13, there are people out there that say, yeah, it's not that bad. But I mean, if you were, if you were to, you know, talk eight years ago, Final Fantasy 13, absolute laughing stock. Uh, right. Of the series and still is to this day, you know, the butt of a lot of jokes. I, including I just my got own. that game. I just got that game for like two dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and it is a game that does, in fact, have many flaws and yeah. all the criticisms, criticisms about its linearity are completely valid. But I really enjoyed it. A lot of people hate the characters. I, I thought that the characters are really well done i think they're well written i think it's still a really 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 well acted game uh the voice acting in it pretty phenomenal uh in my opinion the second and third games of that sub-series don't exist um like they they never existed in my mind so i don't like if you don't like 13 because of the second and the third game I, i i feel for you i pity you because you obviously aren't able to just block those from your memory. Like, yeah, I, you should be able to, right? I mean, I do it with Mass Effect. I totally don't even acknowledge Andromeda. I think a lot of people and do the last that, ten right? minutes of three. Yeah, well, the last ten minutes of three. You know, again, that's one of those mixed, mixed emotion, mixed opinions. I think. Uh, um, I didn't. I didn't mind it too much. Mm. They kind of tried to fix it, <laughs> but you know. You can't base the whole series off of, you know, something like that. Uh, For me, sticking with Bioware, Dragon Age 2, I don't think is a horrible game. It is a flawed game. People flame it, though. I mean, people absolutely love to just rip that game apart. And I feel like a lot of its flaws and its its complications were not really the default, uh, not really the fault of the developer. Uh, There was a Mm -hmm. lot of um publisher slash time um you know constraints put on them and that's that that's that's what guide us got us the product of dragon age 2 i still think it's an immensely fun game with a good story for what it is but yeah the consensus is that is a horrible game (laughs) i'm sorry i can't i can't think of anything I'm, and like I'm I trying to, that. and I'm trying to think of games that I don't <laughs> like that a lot of people do. I, I really am. Um, I'm trying to think it's of Mario 64. Is definitely yeah, I mean that that that's got to be yours, right? I mean, yeah, I I really did not. And I, well, it's the whole N64 thing. It's just it's just not for me. So yeah, Mario 64 is definitely I could really care care less about. I mean this I mean I love Silent Hill, so there's gotta be some Silent Hill games that I absolutely love that people that were probably bad. Yeah, like I you can just got a blind actually, spot for them. Yeah. Silent Hill Homecoming, when I initially played it, was not that great, but I kind of went back and played it again 
it's not it's not terrible but i do i do i do like it but the consensus is not that great um so yeah maybe silent hill Hole homecoming um hmm. yeah I'll- i just can't yeah yeah i'm trying to think of my steam library too and nothing's really coming to me uh, i mean i know that i've got them but i i, I did give you some really good ones that i like that mm-hmm. a lot of people hate so i would right, love right. to hear if anybody else is on my side that'd be great um no one's ever on your side no 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 <laughs> <laughs> all right geo you know what time it is um it is uh 10 30 oh but aside from that aside from that oh no, I have no idea. What time is it? It's side quest time. Do, 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 do. Cue the music. I'm sorry. Uh, you, you cue the music. I, I will, in fact, be cueing the music. That is very accurate. Um, in fact, <laughs> it is playing right now under my voice, nice. and it sounds great. Sounds beautiful. So uh, this week's side quest comes by way of another podcast. Appreciate mm-hmm. <laughs> them not letting us steal this but we were going to anyway um, yeah they have no idea <laughs> so but uh the we'll give them a shout out that, that's payment that's payment for it is the uh rpg golden years which is a great podcast i listen to yep. like a dozen other podcasts so rpg golden years is a great podcast the premise of it is they are playing through what they consider to be the golden years starting in 1989 and moving through the ps2 era um, and they are attempting to play every single RPG released during that span of time, or as many as possible. So it's quite ambitious. That is very ambitious. Uh, but they, <clears throat> they they've got a, a really good thing going. And they tweeted out this question um, that was, I guess, a couple days ago. And it's why do you play RPGs? Now, Joe, you had a very interesting. I guess thought about this tweet and the I, subsequent answers. There were there were a lot of really good answers, um, and and I'll read through some of them. But they most of them missed on something that I think is very important in an RPG. Um, I will save your tweet for last. Um, let's see here. It's fun to walk around a world totally constructed by artists, often really outstanding ones. Especially if I visited that world as a kid, stepping back, ste- stepping back in can feel like accessing a perfect memory. Let's see, story is a, is one of these this person's favorite thing. So story, I like I like for it to take me on a journey that would be impossible in real life. Also, like some have mentioned, to escape reality because let's be honest, sometimes reality stinks and games can help us cope. Life is hard and RPGs can help us escape that even if just for a little while. And I'm not going to read all of them, but most of them, you know, they, they, they honed in on the story. They honed in on, you know, um, let's see. Actually, do you want to read what you had said? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so my response to that was um, that I enjoy piecing the puzzle together i love that both the story and game mechanics feel foreign and somewhat overwhelming in the beginning all leading to the triumph and achievement when you conquer them in the end and i feel like the genre contains some of the best storytelling in gaming that that is certainly certainly true and there was one other person that did mention this but i think for me the most important thing in an rpg and the reason why i play them is character development 
character progression. I think that's that's the that is the main thing in an RPG is my character can be very different than your character and we're playing the same game. Um because if you're just going to go in with story and generally most RPGs have a decent story or you know environment things like that, you could be talking about any game. I can enjoy the music and the story of Mario 64. Um, but it's not an RPG, you know? So again, you can find a lot of these things in, in, in a lot of different types of games, but what's most important for me is the, the character development, the character progression. And, you know, this, it's, it's obviously a personal question. It's an opinion question, you know, why they actually play. And it it is, you know, story is important in most games. It needs to make sense, I think. Um, and I feel like those are the best games where the story is driving the entire the entire game. Um, but it needs to have, for me anyways, it needs to have that character development. That's that's what I feel. And that's why I play RPGs. Is for the character development, uh, specifically <clears throat> games like Path of Exile? Yes, there's a tremendous uh, character development in that game. I didn't even mention it, and you just went out out there. You know, I do, I, I, had to I, get, did. I had to get your paid sponsorship <laughs> in for you. That's right. Thank, thank you, thank you. I'll get my ten cents in the mail. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, look, uh, character progression, a huge thing. I mean, I think yeah. you know, playing games uh, like the Elder Scrolls, that's a huge series for me. That's that is always the thing. The games that. And, and and you're really hitting on something important because like the RPGs that I absolutely love are also the games that I have quote unquote played more away from the game than I have actually in the game. What I mean by that is I plan, I plan out my build. I plan out, okay, what trees am I going to go down? What I, you know, I'm pouring over the wiki to be like, okay, well this skill tree leads to this, to this, to this. i I'll put all that stuff in a document. Like I'm doing that at work instead of working. I'm doing that at school instead of <laughs> studying back when I was in school, you know, like the great games that I remember and that I'll always go back to do have s- such a heavy element of character progression. So I think you're really right. Um, and I think that, I think that character progression is part of my answer in that, I think that RPGs are unique from other genres of games and that the mechanics themselves many times are created to push back in the beginning, to be obtuse, mm-hmm. to be overwhelming. And the, the the character progression system is part of that. The level up system is part of that. The learning how to like use skills and things like that is part of those mechanics that I think that RPGs have uniquely that, you know, action games, you know, if you're, if you're thinking like sort of your run of the mill action game where, you know, it's, it's active combat, but there's not really level up, right? That's not, you're not having to really learn a whole lot. You're just jumping in, you're going shooters are the same way. Um, you know, simulators yeah you have to learn your own things but to me i feel like rpgs are uniquely capable of being very overwhelming in the beginning i mean i think there's there's a reason why rpg is as a genre is not necessarily super super mainstream you know there's Mm -hmm. there is a reason for that and it's because it 
the high, you know, the barrier of entry is a little bit higher than other genres. Um, and so that's sort of where I was coming from with mechanics. And I feel like character progression to your point falls right in line with that. Um, sure. because yeah, I think so too. You, yeah, you have to learn how to do this. You have to learn what skills to do, you know, how to build out your character, things like that. Yeah. Um, that actually kind of reminds me this, this was another side quest that I kind of wanted to sneak in here. You had mentioned while you, when you play some RPGs, especially maybe earlier in RPGs where you would look at a wiki or look at a build guide or whatever, that is such a modern, modern convenience where I am so jealous of these, these people that are playing RPGs now, because back in my day, when I was playing RPGs, back in his you know, day, back in my day, no, they had, no, you had guidebooks, right? But my parents were cheap. Yeah. I didn't get guidebooks. Okay. So if you, and so if you didn't get a guidebook and, you know, while playing RPG, you kind of, you had to learn everything on your own. So, for example, my my brother in law, right? He'll play he'll play a game, and I don't know how, I don't know how he enjoys it because you know he'll get a game. I'm going to use Battle Chasers as a, as an example, and he's like instantly looking up the best build to play the game or something similar to that. And I'm, and I tell him all the time, like, how do you how do you enjoy a game when you do that? If you're just looking for like the most overpowered thing to play the game, like, how do you? How do you enjoy something like that? I, for me, it's it's the it's the the experience in discovery is an important thing, and you know, looking things up. If you're stuck, it's it's perfect. You know, if you're stuck in something, but if you're just looking for it to to have the best build or to have the best weapon or whatever. It's it kind of it definitely ruins the experience and and I'm not gonna lie like sit on my heart I have done that okay <laughs> but it just it just kind of it ruins the this modern convenience has ruined modern RPG playing I think well don't you um, think that that's a little it's a little strange though that I feel like RPGs are easier now than they used to be but yet it is the age where we could look everything up because I feel like so many RPGs are, are scared of confusing and or letting people be lost. Whereas mm-hmm. like I've been going back and playing a lot of older stuff. Whereas like it didn't give a rip if you know, you missed, you missed that one line from that NPC that told you the, the direction to go next. You were just toast. Like you'd have to go back and talk to everybody Right. But now we put the green arrow exactly where you're supposed to go. Right. But it's the age of information where, you know, you could just follow a guide. I I just think that that's very interesting that game development has gone toward giving you more information than ever when we now have access to whatever we want at at our fingertips that we could look it up if we got stuck. So that is that's Mm -hmm. that's interesting how I, I you would think it would be the other way. Right. Mm-hmm. but I don't know. And, and it kind of, that's, it's kind of why I like dark souls so much. Cause it really, I mean, granted, yes, you could follow a guide on YouTube. You could follow a guide, reading a guide onto where all the secret weapons are and all that stuff, but it pushes back so much and it makes things so difficult. Um, where, for example, if you kill an NPC, which you can, you will lose out on a specific item. Um, there are those things that, you know, it's just it's one of those things where 
you if you discover that oh no i just killed this guy and i really needed him it's it i love that i love that mm-hmm. so much and it's it kind of i kind of miss that a little bit yeah cuz that's something that over time like uh bethesda has walked back from because that you could break your morrowind game uh for you know killing mm-hmm. the wrong npc um but now you know skyrim and and they've taken you know a fair amount of criticism for water quote-unquote watering down their games because now yeah. you'll just like you know wound a, an npc you know you have those that can't be killed if they are linked to you know quest lines the, and the things story, like that yeah. Yeah. um but yeah uh, you know and once again i just think it's interesting and, and maybe that is the reason why things have you know have gotten easier and mm. developers have been you know giving us here's exactly where the quest is because they know that we can look it up anyway. So why not just give right. it to us? I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, at least Sorry, we that do, was just, at least we that do was my have own geo thing. <laughs> at least we do have some of those developers that are developing in sort of that classic format where it's like, ah, yeah, have fun with this. Cause this is just going to be brutally hard and obtuse mm-hmm. or hard to find. Hard to find. Hard to find. Those games are hard to find. Yeah, not many. All right. Sorry, I'm old. I'm Gio, old. I can't help it. <laughs> Jay, you got any <laughs> final thoughts on this episode? Uh, final thoughts? Um, no, I mean, follow follow up on, on YouTube um, if you would, wouldn't uh, mind. Um, I'm, I'm going to be releasing on a schedule Tuesdays and Thursdays. I'd like to try and find something else to play. Um, I am thinking of something similar to what we do here on the podcast, like a side quest, maybe something totally not RPG related or, you know, maybe not a Nintendo Switch game. Um, so I am looking for some suggestions. Also, I'm new at this. So if you have any, um, again, some suggestions on what I do during my recordings, please let me know. I accept all criticisms. I am, uh, I am your pincushion. And uh, if you want to see this happen, then just please show us your support on Twitter. If you would like to see Gio and I do a uh, screen-by-screen playthrough of Super Mario 64, (laughs) um, then just let us know on Twitter. That'd be great. Uh, And I'll I'll be looking forward, uh, forward to that. I will. I will do it for charity. That's okay. <laughs> that's that's where he draws the line. <laughs> All right. Now, as we uh, as we wrap up the episode, we do want to thank uh, Sarah, a user from our Discord, once again for the amazing remix battle theme for Octopath Traveler that we're using as our outro. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to listen to that, stick around for the rest of the of the track because it's amazing and then also you can check out the youtube channel the link is in the description um a lot of great stuff uh they just uh just uh released the primrose remix which i think is my favorite it is very orchestral some of the others have been like synthy and like big this one is just like straight orchestral it is Moving, it. Uh, I might have cried. I'll say that I oh, might have cried. Oh, nice. so, anyway. She's also, if if you're playing the game, I think she has one of the better stories. Primrose. My opinion, yeah, very. Yeah, I like her story the best. Whew, tough, rough. It is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Um, and ladies and gentlemen, that's going to wrap up episode 17 of the Switch RPG Podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you to everyone who sent their questions and comments. Keep them coming by emailing podcast at switchrpg.com or posting in our podcast channel, as we said earlier. Remember, you can listen to the show each and every Wednesday. And watch. And watch. <laughs> you can listen and watch the show each and every Wednesday at switchrpg.com. You can sub on your favorite podcasting app. And you can also watch at youtube.switchrpg.com. So if you do listen on an app, we do once again want to uh, ask that you rate and review us if you would like. That'd be amazing. And if you give us five star, we'll read it on the show. That'd be awesome. If you like what you hear, if you like what you see, because you can see our faces now, then consider heading over to patreon.com slash switchrpg and throw us a dollar or two if you can spare it. If not, we totally understand and that is totally okay. You just being around, commenting on our stuff, watching us, listening to us, and interacting with us is the best thing in the world. So that's what we love. And finally, remember, you can head over to the website that started this all, switchrpg.com for all of your RPG needs on the Nintendo Switch platform until next time i'll see you around happy birthday elijah i'm tired